On this week's Kulhani on Politics, HIV AIDS, can Scotland end infection transmission by 2030? We must do more to really tackle outdated and very often homophobic myths, which I think continue to pollute the discourse in this space and have done over uh, many, many decades. And Strep A, worrying outbreaks of the more dangerous invasive Group A streptococcal infections in children. Can the Cabinet Secretary promise patients they won't be spending 12 hours plus in an A&E waiting room this Christmas? Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dr Sandesh Gulhani. Every December the 1st, since 1988, we've remembered those lost to AIDS-related illnesses. And governments have taken stock of what they're doing to try and end HIV infections. In Scotland, our goal is to achieve zero new infections by 2030. We have come a long way in recent years. But as we debated in the Scottish Parliament, too many at-risk people still do not know how to protect themselves from infection or can't access special testing and advisory services. I'd like to declare an interest as well as a doctor and um, that's going to be quite obvious given what I say next. Um, human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, it's actually a group of viruses called retroviruses and they destroy a certain type of white cell in our bodies, the CD4 T cells. Common symptoms include malaise, myalgia, which is a muscle ache, headaches, diarrhea, neuralgia, which is pain across nerves and rash. And it's important that we try to test people at this stage because finding out early means early treatment. After this phase, people become asymptomatic, which means they have no symptoms. And this phase can last for years. And eventually this leads to AIDS. And AIDS is an acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. And AIDS is actually a term that covers a range of infections and illnesses which result from a weakened immune system. But we don't ever need to reach AIDS. Those of us of a certain vintage will still remember one of the most petrifying health campaigns ever. In 1986, actor John Hurt voiced the menacing Don't Die of Ignorance television adverts featuring a huge granite tombstone warning the public of a deadly new virus that anyone can catch from having sex with an infected person. I remember that ad. It was terrifying, though I didn't really understand the message at that point, just that black tombstone coming down. And these hard-hitting ads did not exactly put people off having sex with new partners, but they had a significant impact through changing behaviour, particularly by encouraging people to use protection and get tested. The campaign's key messages was clear and stark. If you ignore AIDS, it could be the death of you. Every household in Britain received a leaflet with a warning. Anyone can get it, gay or straight, male or female. Already 30,000 people are affected. And in these days and those days uh, of posted letters, and I'm sure some of us, or most of us in the chamber remember that, uh, the Royal Mail marked envelopes with don't die of ignorance. Back then there was little knowledge of this disease and no drugs to treat it with. The predicted death toll was terrifying. The UK government was told it could be millions and millions. Hospital wards could be filling up with dying young men. Back in the 1980s, there was little sympathy for gay men with HIV and AIDS. A common view, which was so unjust, was that anyone with HIV had brought it upon themselves and should be left to their own fate. There was stigma, prejudice and discrimination. HIV and AIDS were known as the gay plague. 
Paul O'Kane is Scottish Labour's MSP for West Scotland. He says more must still be done to tackle the myths. In terms of education, um, there is clearly still stigma associated with uh, a diagnosis of HIV. Um, but at present, um, we must do more to really tackle outdated and very often homophobic myths, which I think continue to pollute the discourse in this space and have done over uh, many, many decades. And although we are far on from um, those, those darkest of days, it is clear that uh, this uh, discrimination persists. When I was at medical school in the 2000s, we were taught about the devastating impact of a diagnosis of HIV. It was drummed into us that before testing, we had to counsel our patients, talk about the implications of a positive diagnosis and get their explicit, informed consent. Because such a result could affect their health insurance, life insurance and travel insurance, just to name a few financial aspects. In London in the early noughties, people were dying of AIDS. Later, when I was an orthopaedic registrar in Birmingham, although infection control protocols were robust, there was still the perceived additional threat of occupational transmission from HIV-positive patients. Just look at how far we have come. HIV is still a lifelong infection, but it can be managed successfully by antiretroviral therapy, ART, ART. There is no vaccine or cure for HIV, but if a patient takes tablets daily, the virus will not replicate and progress to AIDS. Now, we even have drugs that reduce the likelihood of people becoming infected in the first place. For those who think that they have been exposed to the virus, we have post-exposure prophylaxis, PEP. And for those who are HIV negative but at high risk of HIV infection, pre-exposure prophylaxis medicines reduce that risk significantly. Here in Scotland, we also have fantastic organisations like Waverley Care, which provide advice about preventing HIV and offer free testing at regular drop-in clinics. 30 years ago, HIV AIDS was a death sentence. Now the medical profession considers HIV as a chronic disease. In fact, the prognosis and life expectancy for a person living with HIV is better than someone living with type 2 diabetes. Living well with HIV usually involves taking a tablet per day and that doesn't give you a reduction in your life expectancy. And despite how well you can control type 2 diabetes, there is a progressive disease and it's life-limiting. But it is estimated that 500 Scots are still likely to be unaware they are infected with HIV. And there is evidence that some people are still being diagnosed at a very late stage. Although there is so much to welcome regarding our knowledge of this disease and advancements in diagnosis, treatment and management, there is still much to do. Alex Cole Hamilton is the Scottish Liberal Democrats leader and MSP for Edinburgh Western. This is a, a postcode lottery in some cases, that actually where you are, particularly if you're in areas of rurality, and let's remember that if you live in a small community, the access to intimate medical care of this kind is, can be very difficult because everybody knows everybody else in small communities, uh, but they may not know everything about your lifestyle and you may want to keep it that way. So we need to find ways around that. We need to find uh, ways of making this far more accessible. Our goal is to eliminate AIDS and have zero transmission of HIV by 2030. Testing will be key to achieving the same and well-functioning sexual health services are vital. However, too many people are still going undiagnosed and that does not have to happen. Staying with health, 
The United Kingdom Health Security Agency has issued an urgent public health message to GP practices, hospital accident and emergency departments and infection disease services regarding an increase in invasive group A streptococcal infection in children. In Parliament, I was able to address this in the chamber and ask Health Secretary Humza Youssef what he's doing to mitigate the risk. I call question number one, Sandish Gohane. Thank you. Uh, to ask the Scottish Government whether it will provide an update on Strep A cases in Scotland, including what it is doing to mitigate any risks. Cabinet Secretary Hamza Yusuf. A number of children from England and Wales have sadly died from invasive Group A strep infection since September. My deepest condolences go out to their families during this uh, unimaginably difficult time. Uh, reports of Group A strep infections, or gas as it's known, have increased right across Scotland. There have been no reported deaths in Scotland related to uh, Group A strep or indeed invasive uh, group A strep conditions. Uh, peaks in gas infections are expected during winter and spring, typically with spikes every three or four years. Uh, current numbers do not significantly exceed previous spikes. Uh, nonetheless, of course, we are not complacent. Health services right across Scotland are on alert. They will act swiftly to identify and treat gas infection. Uh, guidance has been prepared for nurseries and schools, especially around maintaining good hygiene and managing outbreaks. And everyone should self-isolate until they've completed 24 hours of antibiotics. I will update further if needed, but I stress again that the vast majority of cases are thankfully mild and easily treatable. Sanjish Gohani. Yesterday in the House of Lords, the option of using antibiotics in schools as a preventative measure uh, was raised when cases were present in that school. Are the Scottish Government actively considering prophylaxis? Cabinet Secretary. So again, I've asked uh, Public Health Scotland and my clinical uh, colleagues to give advice to that effect. Uh, what I would say is the levels of gas infection that we're seeing, and again, thankfully, uh, of, of, of Group A strep that is not invasive, uh, they are, those cases are mild. Uh, we have seen, uh, of course, uh, the levels we've seen have not been uh, or exceeded the peak levels that we've seen in previous years. Uh, thankfully, we've not seen uh, any deaths so far uh, in Scotland, but we're not complacent. We do expect cases to rise over the coming weeks, and hence why I've asked clinicians to give advice about the very issue that Sandesh Gohani uh, has raised. Sanjish Gohani. I've spoken to multiple patients in my GP surgery who are concerned about strep A and their children's health, and those concerns are only exacerbated when parents know that if their child does get sick, they will struggle to get an appointment with their GP, spend hours waiting for NHS 24, many hanging up with frustration or spending even longer in an A&E waiting room. Cabinet Secretary, today we saw the worst ever A&E waiting times, with one in 20 over 12 hours of waiting. Can the Cabinet Secretary promise patients they won't be spending 12 hours plus in an A&E waiting room this Christmas? So, what I would say, Sandish Gohani, is that uh, Public Health Scotland have issued an alert to healthcare services in Scotland, of course, including clinicians and those in primary care, to be aware of the increase in incidence and potential severity of Group A strep infections and its complications. That also includes recommendations from primary care, uh, for primary, primary care clinicians to take a, a, a low threshold to prescribing antibiotics, um, as penicillin is, is the first-line therapy, to children that are presenting with features of gas infection. I saw some media reports uh, around potential shortages uh, in other parts of the UK in relation to amoxicillin. I've checked uh, with my uh, clinicians uh, and indeed with the Chief Pharmaceutical Officer, uh, and she advises there are no shortages uh, of penicillin. So, yes, I'm confident that if people... Uh, parents in particular uh, raise the uh, cases with their GP that they will be seen and given, be given the appropriate treatment.
That was SNP Health Secretary Humza Youssef. Strep A is a bacteria that can be found in the throat or the skin of infected patients. Many people carry it without knowing, but they can infect others through close contacts or coughs and sneezes, even from saliva on cups, plates, pens, toys, desks and tables. Infections are usually mild, like a sore throat or a skin infection, but young children infected with Strep A can develop the highly contagious scarlet fever. Around 90% of cases occur in children under 10 years old, and this is a notifiable disease. That means GPs and doctors need to actually inform essential services about this. Scarlet fever causes a notable rash, which has a sandpaper-like feel, and it has flu-like symptoms, which include a temperature above 38, sore throat and swollen neck glands. A patient with scarlet fever may have a tongue that we say looks like a strawberry tongue, but in actual fact, it's just a, a strawberry red coloured tongue. In most cases, the vast majority of cases, scarlet fever will start to clear up after two days into a 10-day course of antibiotics. It's vital that patients take the whole course to completely clear the bacteria and to protect others from becoming infected. The good news is that if you've had scarlet fever, you are unlikely to get it again. But there is a small risk that scarlet fever can come with complications, including ear infection, pneumonia, skin infection, or cellulitis, septicemia, arthritis, and meningitis. Very, very rarely, patients can develop liver, kidney, or heart damage. So scarlet fever should not be ignored. Over the past two weeks in Scotland, there have been over 400 cases. The United Kingdom Health Security Agency is now particularly concerned because strep A can cause invasive group A streptococcal infection, or IGAS. And this can be deadly, as the bacteria gets past the body's immune defences. This is exceedingly rare, though. Warning signs of invasive disease include fever over 38 degrees, severe muscle aches, unexplained vomiting and diarrhoea. GPs are advised to take a throat swab if a patient is thought to be infected, is allergic to penicillin, or in regular contact with vulnerable individuals. Parents of children with presumed respiratory viral infection should be on the lookout for persistent or worsening symptoms, especially if there's a rash, and seek help if there's a deterioration. Strep A, scarlet fever, and the more dangerous invasive eye gas, if you see the symptoms, please seek treatment. Well, that's it from me and this week's Kulhani on Politics, our eclectic take on Scottish politics. Next week, I'll have a special episode with a review of 2022. Until then, I'm Dr. Sandish Kulhani. Please subscribe and bye for now.